You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to Earth Oddity, episode 33. I am Tiny, and I'll be your host this afternoon, broadcasting, not live, but recording in Gulf Shores, Alabama. I took a vacation, but podcast did not, and joining me via cell phone technology is my co-host, John Long. John Long, how you doing today? I'm good. How you doing, Tiny? I'm doing pretty good. It's, it's a little weird not being face-to-face, you know. It really is. It is. It's really weird. Like, we were talking a minute ago about how intro music thing, yeah. anything is going to be cut in later. And so that kind of throws me off, too, just, you know, going in cold like that. But yeah. we're going to make but, it through it because our audience is worth it. You know that? Right. Well, and I want to commend you for uh, actually working during your vacation to do this, unlike me, who just get someone to fill in <laughs> yeah. for me. Get other John. Of course, other John will do it. <laughs> right. You're the brains behind the operation, so you know I, I, you're much more vital to this whole thing than I am. I'm but the yeah, brains, I, and you're the heart. <laughs> I, I was thinking looks, but okay, <laughs> we'll go with heart. Oh man, you got any good stories today? I do, I do. I got some killer ones, actually. No pun intended. Actually, no. <laughs> I got one about a dwarf that's like a bodybuilder, and he's like super popular. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, oh man, he's got like black belts and taekwondo and all kind of stuff. So, uh, to quote the famous band Bloodhound Gang, life is short and hard like a bodybuilding elf. So. <laughs> What about you? Man, I've got some stories. I got a real life quickie mark that's opened up. So Oh, from the Simpsons? Yes, it's in somebody wow. opened it up in real life. So if you want a squishy and a lard lad donut, there is a place <laughs> now open where you can go do just that. Okay. Well, that's cool. Well, let's start off here. A story from AL.com. That's, yes. that's an Alabama based website. That's a media conglomerate for those who do not know, but it's an Alabama pastor who asked his church to pray for Trump against witchcraft attacking him. <laughs> so, Is this witch's name Robert Mueller? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. We'll see. And let's see. An Alabama pastor has asked his congregation on Sunday to pray against the witchcraft that he said is attacking President Donald Trump. And the sermon's getting a lot of attention on social media. Interesting. Yeah. It's time to pray for the president, said Pastor John A. Kilpatrick, who founded the Church of His Presence in Daphne in 2006. Huh. Yeah. Now, Kilpatrick here, he's not just coming out of left field with this. He's going to quote some scripture. Um, 2 Kings 9.22, Kilpatrick attributes witchcraft to Jezebel. 
Um, when Elijah faced Jezebel, he was facing witchcraft, he said. What's happening right now in America is witchcraft trying to take this country over. He said it's witchcraft that's trying to take America back over. So uh, a video of the sermon has gotten more than 100,000 views on social media, and the entire sermon can be viewed on the church's website. Kilpatrick is an Assemblies of God minister, Mm -hmm. so if the name of the church didn't tip anybody off, um, he's best known for being pastor of the Brownsville Assembly of God in Pensacola when it hosted the Brownsville Revival, also known as the Pensacola Outpouring which I thought is what you did when you were done with your beers with your beers at the beach. Yeah, but, I was about to, <laughs> <laughs> you know Pensacola. That's uh, that's not very far from where I'm at right now. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Man, well, I should, maybe church, I should go to his church tomorrow. <laughs> I'll say his church. His church is in Daphne now. So, oh, okay. I mean, Never mind. That's, that's not too far. It's like maybe what forty five minutes. I'm not I sure. I've never been to Daphne. It, uh, no Foley's where Julio Jones went to high school. I can't remember who played at Daphne. But uh, he goes on to says here, I'm not being political, but I don't see how <laughs> President Trump bears up under it. Um, he's as strong as I've ever seen a man be. I would just like to add my own comment there. Like, he may be as strong as a man as he's ever seen a man be, but unless there's like an adult film uh actress around <laughs> he, he has a, he's got a slight weakness <laughs> yeah. uh, but kilpatrick goes on to say but here's what the holy spirit said to me last night and what he said for me to tell you he said tell the church that so far trump has been dealing with ahab but jezebel's a fixing to step out from the shadows uh that's what the lord said to me so uh huh. he said pray pray for him now because he said there's about to be a shift and the deep state is about to manifest and it's going to be a showdown like you can't believe. So Mm. I'm coming to you as a prophet, as a man of God, and I'm telling you it's time to pray for the president. And at that point, the congregation applauded. So uh, they seem to agree with uh, Reverend Kilpatrick here. Well, I would um, I would agree that the, the president definitely needs to be prayed for. I, I felt like definitely. He, I felt like he needed to be prayed for when he was, you know, quoting two Corinthians and threatening to punch people in his audience at his rallies. You know, that's true. I felt like true. he needed prayer back then. And but, he didn't feel uh, especially he if he's act. being attacked by witches now, that's right. That's kind of scary. Well, you know, he did also, he's on record as saying he didn't really feel like he needed to ask for forgiveness from our <laughs> our Lord once, you know, so he said he kind of just handles that on his own somehow. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Man, that's uh, a classic cool. mistake, man. People trying to do it on their own. That's not not gonna, according, according to the Bible, it's not going to get you very far. <laughs> no, no. Pride is a, is a big stumbling block. Yes, especially so when you have spoke, billions of dollars. Right. Kilpatrick spoke in tongues and he shouted out, God, make him bold, make him strong, preserve him, keep him Holy Spirit, preserve him, do, don't let lo- loose his voice. Yeah, don't let him lose his voice is actually what it says, if I could read. Mm-hmm. Make him stronger than ever. Let no weapon be formed against him. That's a famous Ray Lewis quote, too, from the Bible. <laughs> the, the prophet Ray Lewis. <laughs> gotcha. and, and strengthening, Lord, it's time to pray, churches. I believe our nation is in the balances. So Kilpatrick, clearly big Trump supporter. 
uh, feels led by the Holy Spirit uh, rebuke the witchcraft attacks right. against uh, our president. So I got a feeling that this guy follows that QAnon stuff a little too seriously as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, this, Which, uh, I don't want to dive in, into a rabbit hole, but, you know, this QAnon stuff is really, really, really kind of taking a hit this past week, you know, with the whole, uh, yeah, big time. <laughs> the guilty big verdicts time. and yes. Cohen flipping on, yes. uh, flipping on Trump. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, yeah. It, he's always saying, know, trust the plan. I, I don't know if I trust the plan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, and I will say that, you know, Trump forever has been calling that whole investigation a witch hunt and now we got a preacher in daphne talking about witchcraft so you think you think president trump was you you think he wasn't being metaphorical like there's this is literally there's an attack from witches a coven of fbi and department of justice witches that are coming after him so is hillary part of that coven you think oh yeah i'm sure everybody knows that (laughs) yeah yeah. So anyways, President Trump, I know you listen to us all the time. I remember you tweeted about us before. Yeah, uh, not a fan. <laughs> yeah, not a big fan of us. <laughs> but uh, you got a guy down in Daphne on your side. So, you know, congratulations on that. He's he's speaking in tongues and everything for you. So good luck with that, buddy. Well, I've got a story here. GOP House candidate who was abducted by aliens Endorsed oh, yeah. by Miami Herald for her working class agenda. Have you seen this? <laughs> no, I haven't, but it just sounds like somebody I'd be willing to vote for. <laughs> the Miami Herald newspaper endorsed a Republican House candidate for her working class agenda, but who also believes that she was abducted by aliens. The Herald's okay. editorial board was most impressed by former Doral Councilwoman Beltina Rodriguez Aguilera in her Congressional District 27 race to take over the seat of longtime incumbent GOP member, man, these names, Alina <laughs> ross Letin. I hope that was right. My apologies yeah. if, I, if I didn't get that wow. correct. So say we're big with the Cuban community, so they yes. might be offended. <laughs> Who is not seeking re-election this year. While the newspaper acknowledged she is an unusual candidate for endorsement, both she and the editors agree her abduction is a non-issue in the upcoming election. Um, I gotta be honest here. I mean, if we know that Russia is trying to hack our election and they they, yes. they interfered in, in the 2016 election, sure, if, they got they if, gave it to Trump. If if aliens are abducting our candidates. Do we not need to worry well, about extraterrestrials meddling in our in our election too? I feel like the Galactic Senate's going to have to get involved. So, I mean, how can you call it a non-issue? <laughs> right? It's true. That's a solid point. I feel like uh, you maybe need to run that down to the uh, her opponent down there. <laughs> yes. Oh, I would love it if the uh, the Democratic candidate was. I mean, you know they're going to—they're probably going to use this, but if if they're oh, like, sure. you know, the Greys from Zeta Reticuli <laughs> are trying to meddle in our election, that's <laughs> right. In we tw- can't beat the puppet, puppet of Alpha Centauri. <laughs> in 2017, business consultant Rodriguez Aguilera told several Spanish language news outlets and the Herald that she was taken aboard an alien spaceship when she was seven years old. She described the aliens as three blonde, big-bodied extraterrestrial beings 
who have communicated telepathically with her on several occasions in her life. The now 60-year-old GOP candidate recounted going up into the spaceship and said some of the alien beings reminded her of Rio de Janeiro's mountaintop Christ the Redeemer statue in which Jesus poses with his outstretched arms. I'm sure everybody has seen that. Sure, yeah. So I guess she's saying these aliens, they look like the uh, the Christ the Redeemer statue, only they're blonde, blonde hair. Yeah, and big-bodied. Yes. Yeah. Are we sure nice she wasn't just watching late-night Cinemax? Yeah, <laughs> she, <right>. was, <laughs> she was just kind of, you so know, groggy. She got, abducted, she got abducted by Fabio. That's, that's what <laughs> yes. it comes down to. That's, I mean, that's happened to a lot of people. Um, she has since said in some other uh, some other stories that have come out that that doesn't define her. And, oh, and, yeah. And maybe it shouldn't define her, but, no. I mean, anything you do is going to get drug out of the closet when you run for office. That's just that's just how it goes. So That's why I haven't ran for office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> says, among the tidbits of information she gleaned from her alien abduction, Rodriguez Aguilera lear- learned that Africa is the world's energy center, and the Coral Castle tourist attraction in South Miami, Dade, is actually an ancient Egyptian pyramid. Hey, are you familiar okay. with that? That's actually kind of interesting. Are you familiar with the uh, uh, Coral I Castle? No idea about it. Never Dude, heard of it. Google it. It's like, it's how would I even describe it? This guy using concrete, he built all these, uh, you know, sculptures and and just all kinds of crazy stuff. It's called Coral Castle. It's a tourist attraction now. And there's even some of these uh, like UFO books or ancient aliens books or whatever that claim that. You know, how did this man, you know, basically, it's the same argument for the Egyptians. Like, how was he able to move these huge concrete blocks? He must have tapped into some kind of ancient knowledge or something. It's, it's kind of neat. It's kind of, it's funny that it, it's coming up again. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I'm looking at it right now. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess aliens, they, they built the pyramids mm. and now they also built Coral Castle, I suppose. Well, okay. Makes sense. Uh, says here, the newspaper's editorial board is unconcerned with the alien allegations and has instead focused on the GOP candidates' other accomplishments, including spending time in other countries training women to run for public office. They touted her career start as a social worker before becoming another public official, and she ultimately <laughs> turned her government experience into a successful private business practice. The newspaper said Rodriguez Aguilera has a working-class agenda to reduce student loan payments reforming the Fair Credit Act and reducing homelessness and building a space wall. <laughs> <laughs> I made that last one up, y'all. I like that, though. She should have, yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like she's really running from the alien abduction thing or whatever. I would say I would embrace it fully. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because if you know it's going to get used against you and people are going to make fun of you, but you, see that you just need to lean into it and right. make it part of who you are. Yeah. And be like, I have knowledge from the aliens that's going to help our country and my district or whatever. So that's what I would do. You think you think the aliens are interested in talking to my opponent? No. Yeah, right. Yeah. Why <laughs> didn't they abduct her? She's no good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry, she wasn't worthy. But I mean, if you guys feel like voting for her, go ahead. <laughs> well, let's stay in Florida for a second. Let's do it. Um, this comes from NBC2.com. Florida man threatens co-worker with a box cutter in an argument about Christian music. So a Florida man is accused. Uh, his name is Caleb Tyler Taylor Robinson. He's 26 of using of threatening with a box cutter his mm-hmm. co-worker about Christian music. 
he was at a warehouse uh, where he and a coworker were cooking hamburgers, drinking beer, and listening to music. Right. De- Deputy said Robinson demanded the music be changed to Christian music, but his coworker refused. <laughs> That's <laughs> which I'm sure his coworker probably used the famous Hank Kill line, which is like. Christian music doesn't help the Lord. It just makes rock and roll worse. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard that one. That's good. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's great. Uh, anyway, so this co-worker wouldn't change to Christian music, which we've all been there. Like, yeah. you want to hear some DC talk and Jesus Freak or whatever, <laughs> you just got to have it right then when you're grilling burgers and drinking beer. <laughs> so Robinson used his box cutter to threaten a man, according to his report. The victim retreated to a bathroom and called 911. While in the bathroom, Robinson beat the door and caused 200 to $400 in damage, the sheriff's office said. Deputies found Robinson on the side of the warehouse, sleeping in the back seat of a car. The deputy said Robinson claimed he would, quote, prophesize hell onto the deputy for shining his flashlight at him. Dang. Um, yeah, a little harsh. Well, I mean, nobody likes to get woken up. I'll just say that. <laughs> uh, other deputies heard Robinson say he would prophesize all the pain for hell on them. Robinson then proceeded to tell the deputies he had visions that his co-worker would be injured badly on a construction job. Then he said he would slit the man's throat and throw him into a wood chipper. <laughs> Robinson claimed the victim's actions caused Satan to manifest inside him. All because and, he wouldn't turn on Christian music. Yes, yes. <laughs> the last line of this the last line of the story is is the shocker. Robinson was arrested. So yes. Like I said, we've all been there. We gotta that's why I always keep a striper C D handy. <laughs> I was told Just, as a young teenager, you can listen to Christian music now, or you can listen to it in hell. <laughs> Your choice. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, the youth group has changed a lot. It know, has. I feel like it's a lot better than it was when I was coming up. But really, all we ever talked about was don't drink. Or smoke, don't have sex, really don't even touch a female at all because she'll <laughs> yeah. possibly get pregnant. And <laughs> rock and roll was of the devil. And, and that if was, you listen to it was, backwards, it's, you know, oh, yeah. oh, giving yeah. you secret was, code messages. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that Judas Priest album's talking people into killing folks and stuff. Yep. And now I'm not saying that, you know, there's the devil can't infiltrate anything he wants to, but I feel like it was a little too much focus on rock and roll and not as much focus on theology and defending your faith and things like that. But, you know, to each his own. And that's not a an affront to any youth leader I had. Right. Uh, I feel like it was pretty much universal for that time, you know, late 80s, mid 90s, through yeah. the mid 90s, that that's what they were getting. But this guy apparently. Buddy, when he wants to listen to some Christian music, when you get an itch for Chris Tomlin, there's nothing. I mean, you just got to have it right. You got to scratch it right then. So, I know and, this is probably going to cast a lot of dispersion on my faith, but uh, you know, I've never listened to a single Chris Tomlin song. <laughs> oh man! Oh, I, I, are you prepared to be kicked out of our church? I probably I shouldn't have said that. Should I? <laughs> <laughs> 
you uh, you better put on some sackcloth and rent rent let's, it. And, let's pause the podcast while I go to YouTube real quick and, and get a few songs in. I'm have not, a come to know, Jesus moment. Yeah, you know, I've made my position known. I'm not a I'm not a big Christian music guy, and sometimes people don't really like that I hold that opinion, but I, I'm just not. And I'm waiting for the Christian artist to come out here and just blow my socks off to where like, that's what I want to listen to all the time. Right. But they're just, I just hadn't found him yet. So, or her, sorry, Kari Joby or whatever your name <laughs> is. So yeah. Anyways, have been to a Striper concert though. I will say that. Uh, that was one of my first concerts they ever went to. And there was a couple that sat in front of me and made out like crazy the entire time. So. <laughs> Yes, that's I remember really, that yeah. story. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I really remember about the concert. <laughs> <laughs> but they they do have a song that's called "To Hell with the Devil." That's a great it's song. Like a, I think that's a great that's a great whole concept. You know, that's that's perfect. And when you're like 13, being able to shout "To Hell with the anything" is like really great. Right. Yeah. So. It's, it's clever how they, they, it's almost like they snuck a cuss word in, but it's not cussing because yeah, right. we're talking about the devil, you know? Right. Well, and hell is a location, you know? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you really cussing if you're using it in a proper context? I don't think so, you know? Right. I actually had, had that conversation with Hudson last night when he was, we were discussing some Bible stuff and he spelled out hell for me and I was like, you can say it. And he had like this look on his face, like, <laughs> are you, are you trying to trick me here? You know? And I was like, it's fine. You know, like you're, we're talking it's about in context. Should, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't use it like an exclamation of it being so hot or, you know, when you're outside <laughs> the yard right. or something like that. Or uh, tell somebody to go there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Unless definitely. it's the devil. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Unless it's the devil. Right. Well, this next story here comes from Vice, and it says, A man fell into a massive, fake-looking hole. Down in a hole, I don't know I He literally what? descended into Anush Kapoor's Descent into Limbo. So, okay. I want you to think back to uh, the Roadrunner, when Wally Coyote would paint the tunnel on the side of the cliff. Yes. And, and then, but then the roadrunner would just run right through it. And, right. But the coyote couldn't do it. I think it's something like that. There's, there was an art piece that looked like a hole, but it looked like a fake hole, upward inflection, question mark. <laughs> and the guy <laughs> fell in it thinking it was just, you know, a painting. Tourists oh. have developed a reputation for accidentally destroying all kinds of priceless artworks over the years. And now it looks like one piece at the Scarabs Foundation in Porto, Portugal, is exacting a little revenge. Last <laughs> week, an optical illusion made by the famed British artist Anish Kapoor proved a little too convincing when a man fell into a large hole that the artist painted with black pig pigment to look like a flat circle. So... It's a hole. It's a for real hole, but he did something with the paint to make it look like it was just a, a black circle on the floor. Huh. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of it here on the article, and it, it does. It looks like somebody just, you know, laid down a right. a piece of paper or something and you know cut yeah. out. Anyway, it says here that it's unclear exactly how the reportedly 60 year old Italian gentleman wound up <laughs> tumbling into the eight foot pit especially considering there were caution signs set up all around the piece. 
not to mention a staffer tasked with keeping visitors safe. Oh, that dude's in trouble. You know? (laughs) (laughs) He's in trouble. (laughs) The man was hospitalized after the fall, but a museum spokesman told Artnet News that he has already left the hospital and he is recovering well. Apparently, the sculpture needs a little R&R after the encounter, too. The art newspaper reported that it will reopen in a few days with new safety measures in place. Well, I mean, they have a guy standing there, you know, trying to keep people away, and they've also got signs. What are they going to do now? Are they going to put, like, a cage over it, maybe? Probably. You have to put something like that, a protective... I don't know. In the words of Bill Engel, this is why they have those warning signs. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> the artwork in question is Kapoor's 1992 installation, Descent into Lambo, which Gizmodo correctly points out looks like one of those acme holes from the Looney Tunes. The piece predates Kapoor famously securing exclusive rights to the blackest black pigment in the world. Ah. And the name of this pigment that he used is Surrey Nanosystems Nanocarbon-Based Vantablack. So okay. apparently Vanta Black is the blackest black black paint you can get. Staring into the circle is supposed to provoke contemplation of the void and perhaps get the viewer to consider the great unknowable mysteries of the universe. Or, you know, just lead them to take a spill like some kind of real life Wally Cody. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, mercy. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the dude's just apparently, he's 60 years old. I know. And I feel like when you get to be 60, you just don't care. You're not even reading signs anymore. Yeah. Because you've made it that far. You're just like, I know everything. And he probably thought it was fake. Or maybe he was like goofing off. It was like, it was well, painted to look fake. I mean, it's almost yeah. like a real a real life trap that this yeah, artist right. said, you know? Yes. It's like, Which this is I'm, a real hole, but I'm going to make it look like a fake hole. And, you know, I'm not an art expert by any means i like art but Mm -hmm. we went really in a very short period of time we went from like the sistine chapel to a black hole on the floor (laughs) as art you know (laughs) it's really weird to me that uh that i mean it's cool and neat and everything and art really is just a elicit a response out of whoever but it just seems like I feel like I could paint a black hole on the floor or I could dig a hole and make it look fake. I, I really think I have that skill set. So, <laughs> you know, look for my upcoming art exhibit down at the Pet Farmers Co-op Farmers Market or whatever. And <laughs> we'll see if we get somebody to fall in a hole. You know, my, here's my art piece. My art piece is going to be a big red button that says, do not touch. And when yeah. you press the button, it shocks you. And then we just set up a camera and we watch how many people come up and then push the button anyway and get shocked. Well, you know, there's a story a while back that I saw, or maybe I saw it on TV. I don't know, but uh, they were at, they had an art exhibit and a guy was walking around looking at it. You know, it's like in New York in the winter, mm-hmm. and like his his glove fell out of his pocket you know his jacket pocket landed on the ground Mm -hmm. and you know he didn't realize that he was still looking at stuff hanging on the wall and people walking around the art exhibit assumed that that glove was like part of the art exhibit so there's like all these pictures of him standing around (laughs) contemplating the meaning of it and everything but it was just this dude's glove (laughs) oh man can't you just see some uh some dude standing there in his in his you know sweater vest and his you know, glasses and his <laughs> hipster goatee or whatever. And 
He's like, oh, this this is so deep and meaningful, but what's the glove? <laughs> yeah, right. And then, like, while they're all discussing, this guy walks over and he's like, hey, guys, I dropped my glove. <laughs> I don't remember. Maybe it was like a prank show or something. I don't know. But I really I want to go back to the security guard who didn't prevent the guy from walking in the hole. Down in the hole. <laughs> because that. Maybe he I, thought I, he was part of the exhibit, too. Well, true. Say, so, yeah, and I identify with him because that would be something I would do. If it, can you, like he comes home at the end of the day, and his wife's like, "Hey, honey, how's work?" And he's like, "Not good." You know, how I'm supposed to keep people from falling in the hole. Yeah, well, like I felt. <laughs> you know, that guy's thinking. You know, man, there's signs up, and yeah. it says caution. I can, you know, I can check my phone for a second. Yes, you I can. Know? I can go to the snack. Snack counter and, yeah, and get a drink. Right. I mean, come on. What's 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 the worst going to happen? There's no kids here. Yeah, yeah. No, nobody's falling in this thing. It's been here for a while. Everybody not falling in. I'm good. I'm gonna I'm gonna go smoke a quick cigarette. Next thing you know, oh, sixty year old dudes in there. That's but you rough. know what? Okay, even if even if this was this hadn't been a fake hole and this was just mm-hmm. a painting like the guy thought it was. You're you still shouldn't be jumping on somebody's art exhibit, should you? Yeah, true. <laughs> you know? Don't go walking across an art exhibit. <laughs> like if the yeah. if the old man had been right and it was just a painting, you still shouldn't be stomping there right. stomping on it. Right. Well, and I've been to a I've been to a few art viewings before. Yeah, and I will say a lot of wine being poured at those things. So maybe the old guy had, had a couple of drinks. He's maybe he was not- mad. <laughs> he was like you. He was like. Man, this ain't no 16 Chapel <laughs> painting. Right. This is just a black spot. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do to your art? I'm going to stomp all over your art. This ain't art. <laughs> yeah, that's wild, man. I don't know. I just feel bad for the security guard. He's not making minimum wage or whatever. <laughs> Stuck there with all these like pretentious art people. <laughs> and he got to keep, but I'll guarantee you, he's like telling his buddies, he's like, yo, look at this gig I got. I got to pe- keep people from falling out of a hole. You know, like who's going to be dumb enough to do that? <laughs> and sure enough, I got fell in a hole. Uh, well, moving along. Yes. Uh, here to a story from the mirror. A four foot five inch gym fanatic can lift four times his own weight and he's dubbed himself the fittest dwarf on earth. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Mikey Wittes, 26, was born with dwarfism, but he refuses to let his disability hold him back. He works out seven days a week and has earned himself a black belt in Taekwondo. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's impressive. Um, though he weighs and this, they have Europe like English measurements in here. So I'm not sure. Right. Uh, I didn't, I didn't do the conversions. Uh, though he weighs just nine stones, uh, he can squat lift 34 stones. He can deadlift 24 stones and bench press 20 stones. So he's pretty fit dude. So that's like Man. double, almost some of them triple his weight. Posting videos of photographs of his exercise sessions online, the small strong man from South Bend, Indiana, home of Notre Dame, by the way, who we just crushed in the 2013 <laughs> national championship game. I mean, it was embarrassing. They were even on the field with us. They <laughs> needed this dude out there. They did. Um, 
has earned a legion of fans racking up over 23,000 Instagram followers, which is almost as many as we have. He's got a little <laughs> more work to do. Uh, explaining how they uh, leave encouraging comments on this post, Mikey, whose baby son also has dwarfism, said, it's great to see all this positivity in the way the world looks at people, at little people now. I know it's good for the next generation, and I try to be someone that shows them we can achieve anything we put our minds to. People shouldn't second-guess us. While Mikey was still in the womb, doctors noticed his limbs had stopped growing, and he was born with a chondroplasia, which I asked Deidre how to pronounce that. That's why I did so well on it. <laughs> a chondroplasia is one of the most common forms of dwarfism, according to Restricted Growth Association of the United Kingdom and occurs as a result of a genetic mutation. Now Mikey and his wife, Jessica, who also has uh, a chondroplasia, have just had their first baby, Michael, who was born in February 2018. Uh, I hope I can encourage him through what I do and show him he could be comfortable doing whatever he wants in life, said the proud father. Hmm. So very early on, Mike learned to manage his conditions his parents always taught him to be forward thinking, and he says he knew the world wasn't going to adapt to me, so he had to adapt to the world. It's important to ask for help, too, which can be hard. It's something I still struggle with. I like to try to do everything by myself, but I know it's not the worst thing in the world to need some assistance. Throughout school, Mikey enjoyed fitness, playing football, wrestling, and pre practicing taekwondo. I tell you what, um, I bet... I bet, you know, a guy like him, you know, as strong as he is, would be a heck of a running back. We dwarves are natural sprinters! Oh, yeah. And provided oh, yes. if, if, if he could if he could get the speed. I know he's a little yeah. bit uh, limited there, not having his, his wide stride. His stride. His stride. But, stride's going to be holding him back. But, but, having, but you know what I mean? Having such a low center of gravity, being, you know, right. close to the ground. I, yeah, I bet, I bet it's tough to get a dude like that. You know, well, one of the uh, one of the axioms of football is that the low man wins, you know, 90 percent of the time, yeah. uh, especially on the line. Now, he, he doesn't have the weight to play on the line, right. especially in the SEC. Now, he might could go to the Gulf South Conference or something like that, do pretty well. But I don't think I'd see him succeeding in the SEC. But I mean, really, I'm proud of this dude, you know, with all of his limitations and everything that he's he's ha had, you know, stacked up against him. He's really you know, applied himself in a way that I don't even do, you know, like I sure I'm not working out seven days a week. And, uh, and it, I feel like, you know, he's, he's a pretty awesome dude. Could Maybe you, Earth could you beat him in a fight? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, just one-on-one, -on -one, no weapons fight. Yes. He, he's got rest. He wrestled in high school, so I don't know. He's got a black belt. I don't know. And, uh, yeah, he's got a black belt too. Taekwondo. But I got him on the reach. If I can keep him from locking up with me, you know, I, w the better question is, could you beat him in a fight? Because you're like five times the size. You're way taller than him. You're way bigger than him. Do I get a cup? Oh, oh good question. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> but it's got to be a go-to move for a dwarf is like straight crotch shot. Yes. You know? Which, I mean, fair. That's fair for them. That's totally, I, I think that's within the bounds. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I could beat him. But he, he seems to be a pretty awesome dude. Maybe Earth Oddity will follow him on Instagram. <laughs> I tell you what, yeah. okay, I, I'm sure 
I mean, he can lift more than I can lift. He's probably, you know, got a ton more stamina than I do. I mean, working yeah, out seven days a week and I work yeah. out zero days a week. I'm right. sure he's got more stamina. Um, that's a good question. Yeah. I mean, he's I tell a you what, little I, son of a gun. I tell you what, I would not want to fight him. You nah, know, uh-uh. nah, I, he would, I'd be his friend for sure. I'll say this. When I watched Lord of the Rings, you know, Gimli yeah. was my favorite character. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to, you know, tie up with Gimli. So I'm, I imagine I wouldn't want to fight this dude either. Nah, nah, I agree. And he's, like I say, he's stout. You look at him, he's, I mean, he's, he's got some, he's got some power. He's picking up a lot of weight here in these pictures. So way more than I could. Oh, yeah. Way, absolutely. way more than absolutely. I could. So, yeah, I don't think I could beat him in a fight. Maybe know? one day when we get like, you know, big and famous, we can hire this guy to be our bodyguard. Oh, that would be, oh, that would be so awesome. <laughs> Can't yeah. you see me walking around and that's my bodyguard? <laughs> <laughs> Not laughing at his condition, just laughing at the mental image. You know, I feel like he would have a sense of humor about that too, you know? Yeah. Yes. But yeah, good for you, Mikey. You're way stronger and way more in shape than I will ever be. You have a much more active lifestyle and you've accomplished more than I have. All at way less than my height. So I'm proud <laughs> yes. of you. You know, way proud of you. I tip my hat to you, sir. Yes, yes. You hats off. I like The Simpsons. I didn't get to watch a lot of it growing up because it came on on Sunday nights and we had church. Right. But in college and once it got into syndication, I watched a lot of Simpsons and it's it's pretty funny show. Yeah, always, especially those first what first ten seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like back when Conan O'Brien was writing for them and everything. Yes. Yeah, those are great episodes. Yeah, I was kind of the same way. Like I didn't make a point to see it every single time it was on. But once, like you said, once it hits syndication and you catch it on at odd times, and heck, now I think, what is it, FX? I think they play it 24 hours oh, a yeah. day Oh, yeah, it's now. pretty much, yeah, 24-7 on there. <laughs> yeah. That's my go-to when there's nothing on. I always thought it was a pretty cool show. And now, yeah. for fans of The Simpsons, if you've ever wanted to visit the Quickie Mart, you can do it mm-hmm. because one just opened up in South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. Yes, it says, Calling all Simpsons fans, swinging by the Quickie Mart to snag a squishy drink is something you can officially brag about. Myrtle Beach, <laughs> South Carolina, is now home uh, Myrtle to the... Beach. Yes. It's, it's, a good, it's a cool place. It oh, is, yeah. It's now home to the world's very first permanent Quickie Mart store, and they're not holding back one bit. The new store is designed to look just like the one on the show. Uh, inside, <laughs> you can stock up on Buzz Cola... Heat lamp hot dogs, uh, Lord Lad donuts, squishies in a variety of flavors, Duff beer, and Flaming Moe's energy drinks. And if that wasn't <laughs> enough, they're also selling memorabilia for all your favorite Simpsons characters. 
The Quickie Mart also has non-Simpsons related snacks too, but why would you want to? <laughs> why would you want to go to the Quickie Mart to buy those? Right. Yeah. With the shop will come a Simpsons 4D movie later this year at the local Aztec Theater, themed after one of Springfield Cinemas. The Simpsons is the longest-running American sitcom, so its fan base is huge. Uh, yeah. We freaked when Krispy Kreme started making real-life versions of Homer Simpson's favorite hot pink sprinkled covered donuts. Now an entire store based around the show feels so right and long overdue. So it is, it, I mean, I'm sure it's a tourist trap, you know, it's, a, it's just a way to sell stuff and, you know, get people in. But it's pretty cool, you know, like I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to make a pilgrimage to Myrtle Beach to, to see no. it. But if I ever find myself in Myrtle Beach, I, I'll definitely stop in. It's kind of cool, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, no, that's definitely cool. And it says they're going to be, I was going to say, and it, and it says they're opening up a cinema, so... Maybe they right. should just go ahead and rename Myrtle Beach Springfield and try True. to model everything after the show. Put the nuclear power plant there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, our former governor, uh, Governor Bentley, who was ran out of office on some very dubious uh, accusations. Right. He looks like so much like Mr. Governor or Mr. Burns. I always called him <laughs> Governor Burns. That's kind of, it's kind of creepy. You know? Yeah. It's, 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 it's really very creepy. So, but just be careful if you're Googling that. <laughs> you're going to come across some stories of things he did that were not cool. No. 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 Which kind of segues us into this Me Too story I have. You may want to put the countdown in before this story. <laughs> 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Uh, I've, been waiting, I've been waiting on this Me one. Too. This is from usatoday.com. Hashtag MeToo leader and Weinstein accuser Asia Argento paid off sexual assault accuser. Now, I don't know if I'm saying her last name right. I feel like that's right. But She's an Italian know. actress. Yeah. So uh, MeToo advocate Asia Argento, one of the first women to accuse disgraced movie mogul Harvey Weinstein of sexual assault, paid off an ex-child actor who accused her of sexual misconduct, according to legal documents obtained by the New York Times. Jimmy Bennett, yeah, Jimmy Bennett, who was 17 at the time of the encounter, alleges he was assaulted by Argento in a California hotel in 2013 when the actress was 37. The age of consent in California is 18. Bennett's lawyer notified Argento last November of his intention to sue for $3.5 million, but uh, for emotional distress, lost wages, assault, and battery a month after she went public with her allegations against Weinstein. And the Italian actress agreed to pay him $380,000. Wow. Which is a, that's a way lower settlement than. That's more 3. than twice. 5 million. That is more than twice that Stormy Daniels got. FYI, yeah, that's you know? true. That's, that's more than twice true. what she got. That's she needs this guy's lawyer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> three people familiar with the case told the Times the documents were authentic. USA Today has reached out to Argento's representative for comment. Bennett declined comment to the Times, so the dude she was with um, assaulted 
wouldn't talk to the newspaper. Allegedly uh, assaulted. <laughs> yeah, right. allegedly. Uh, to the tune of $380,000. <laughs> allegedly. Yes. Um, he's now 22. He's And he co-starred as a teenage mother and her son, or her, him and Argento co-starred teenage mother and her son in a 2004 film uh, entitled The Heart is Deceitful Above All Things. Huh. The actor stayed in touch on social media. Is that an Italian this, film or? I I guess. I, Hold on a I second. Know, Let me Google that real quick. What'd you say it was called? The heart, the heart is, deceitful. is deceitful above all things. And she apparently directed and co-wrote the movie as well as starred in it, which to me, is the trifecta. There it is. Uh, uh, oh, yikes. Um, hmm. Says this is a French movie. It came out oh. in 2005. Seven year old Jeremiah is pulled from his father, his foster home, and thrown into a troubled life on the road with his teenage mother, Sarah, is the short synopsis of it. Okay. It's rated R. And yeah. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what kind of movie this is, but it looks like something you wouldn't sit down and watch with the family. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The actor stayed in touch on social media, and Bennett says she assaulted him when they met up on May 9th of 2013 at the Ritz-Carlton in Marina del Rey, California. The documents say she gave him alcohol and pulled his pants off for oral sex and intercourse. According to the Times, Argento noted the occasion on Instagram, happiest day of my life, reunion with at Jimmy Bennett XOX. Man. So, she pulled the old age-old "let me get you drunk and <laughs> assault you" trick on him. So Man, this is just yeah. This is I mean, can we? You know, it's so ironic that I mean, she's a, a very prominent member of the Me Too movement. She she came out and spoke against Harvey Weinstein, and then obviously, you know, it, there's a whole lot of. <laughs> There's way too much smoke for there to be no fire around Harvey Weinstein. I think it's good that you know he's been disgraced and and run out on a rail, so to speak, of Hollywood. But I, I don't know. It, it's a good thing that that he got what's coming to him. But I don't know. It's just it, it makes you wonder how far this stuff goes. You know. Now, yeah. now, does she have a? Uh, does she have? Has she responded to the allegations at all? Or. Well, um, I guess they're not allegations. It's, it's a fact that, that he was paid off, but. Yeah. Well, it, the story doesn't really say she's, at, at least at the time we got this story, that she's addressed it in the media. Okay. Um, the story goes on to talk about her making a fiery speech about how, you know, Weinstein was preying on women at the Cannes Film Festival what was and her all name that. Again, real quick. Asia Argento. Um, I'm going to. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can find something a little more recent. Because, yeah, this had just happened when I put this in, in the queue. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think I did read another article where she did speak out. And she said that he was, that basically, he took advantage that, you know, that she was just, you know, oh, she's, yeah. she's a, now this is what she's saying. You know, she's, she, or she's claiming that uh, because she's a prominent member of the Me Too movement and that they were, there was a time when it was just the two of them alone that he t he took this opportunity to make accusations and basically just get a big payout. Um, oh. And I don't want to say that I don't know what happened. I was not in the room when <laughs> when you know this 
this took place, I do know that she paid him a lot of money. And yeah, a lot of money. Which, you know, I mean, he's 17, okay? Mm-hmm. So, I You're mean, saying it may not have been... <laughs> it may not have been that he was taken advantage of, right. you know? Right. Um, now, that's not to condone any kind of, you know, activity with an underage person or all. But, I mean, he wasn't an idiot either, I would imagine. Right. But he did say she got him drunk, so... Um, but let me say this also: How would everybody be reacting if this was a uh, if this was a male actor who who took advantage of true. a seventeen year old actress? That's very true. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I feel yeah. like because she's a she's a woman herself, we you know I think that we tend to see see her as a victim here, and right. she may be. You know, th- this may be a th- maybe nothing happened for all we know. And he right. did just use this as an opportunity to, to you know, cash in and get $300,000. I mean, yeah. But uh, to me, that seems like more, to me, that's the more logical conclusion. Right. But you could always pull the card of, you know, she was at one time his boss and she held power over him mm-hmm. and, you know, all the stuff that gets said, which is certainly true in some cases. And, you know, that she was scared and he was going to blackmail her. So she just paid him off or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy to me that, that uh, she paid him $380,000 and then it's going to turn around and go, but no, this kid was, he was, he knew what he was doing or whatever. And I don't know. You know, I kind of think that maybe she should, uh, she should face the same kind of, you know, repercussions that, uh, Harvey Weinstein and, Kevin Spacey and, and some of these other guys who have been, you know, caught up in this whole thing. You know, if yeah. that's how we're going to, as a society, if, and if we are going to just, you know, shut down this stuff and we're going to call people out when there's no evidence based on nothing more than accusations and not require any actual, you know, evidence of wrongdoing, you know what? I, I think that, I think the, the standard should be applied equally to her as, as we have to everybody else, you know? That's just... Yeah. That's just kind of how well, I feel, you know? And here's another thing is uh, Anthony, what's his name, that killed himself to, like, go Anthony around the world? Anthony Bourdain, yeah. Yeah. Him and this Asian lady were, like, dating. They were, like, a couple or whatever. Yeah. He, if so, I'm not mistaken, he's actually the one that paid him off, I think. Oh, yeah? Which really makes things weird, you know? Yeah, it does. Which, man, well, I don't know. Like, I would be, like... uh you know, if if it comes up tomorrow that Dieter Smith took advantage of a seventeen-year-old, I don't think I would be like, "Well, here, let me fork out a bunch of cash so he'll go away, and this isn't a problem in our life anymore." But, but maybe but, people have but then different on, parameters in their relationship than I do. Yeah, but then on the other hand, what if uh, you know, what if Deidre came to you and said, "Hey, it's not like that. That's not what happened. He's just trying to take advantage, and he knows that, you know, I'm in a position now where." Yeah, I'm under a lot of scrutiny, and if something like this gets out, I'm really gonna, you know, lose. I'm, you know, I'm really gonna. My name's gonna be dragged, drugged through the mud, and I'm gonna be ruined. You know. Yeah. Who do, who uh, do you believe? Do you believe the 17 year old victim in this case, or do you believe your uh, girlfriend who says that none of these accusations are true? You know. Ooh, I don't know. That's tough. It's tough. <laughs> that is tough. That's yeah. What would you do? You know, like I don't know what I would do. I would first of all say, well, baby, we don't have $380,000 in the bank. <laughs> Call him back. See if he'll take 200. <laughs> see if he'll take 
just two hundred dollars even. That's what we can spare right now. Yes, but don't tell him two hundred dollars <laughs> even when yeah, he when no. when you call him back and you say we don't have three hundred, but we'll give you two two hundred. Yeah. 200. And he's thinking you're talking about 200,000, but you're not. You're talking about 200. <laughs> that's how you get them. Yeah, that's definitely how you get them. But I don't know. I mean, so maybe this kind of sounds like a cop out, but uh, I guess I'm going to just take the, the safe response and say that if these accusations are true, I think, well, I mean, <laughs> it's a 17 year old kid. I think, you know, possibly we're talking about jail time. But oh, yeah, if it's possibly. not true, then I hope that, you know, that that comes out too. whatever, whatever the truth is. That's what I hope comes out. But the sad yeah. truth is, is that we're not going to know the truth in this case, because allegedly there were two people in that hotel room and one says it happened this way and the other one says it didn't. And unless right. somebody can, unless the NSA is going to release us, you know, audio that they recorded from their <laughs> cell phones while they were in that room, we will never know. Yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, here's the weird thing is because when all this Me Too stuff broke, mm -hmm. everyone was like, you know, all these people have been assaulted. We need to hear their stories and we need to give them the benefit of the doubt and all that and all this. Mm -hmm. And and would are we willing to give the, the same consideration to this kid who may or may not have, you know, willingly participated in all of this and is now just go up for a cash grab? Right. You know? But, I mean, even Hillary Clinton said the victims of sexual assault need to be believed, you know. That's what she said. Based, yeah, like Except based on when they story. accuse my husband. Yeah, right. <laughs> Except when they accuse my husband. <laughs> They're definitely not telling the truth, even though he did pay off Paula Jones, too. But that's a whole other thing. <laughs> There's yeah. always but, a catch. Yeah, always a catch. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. And, and I think if I was her, you know, she's European, and I'm sure they're like age of consent laws are different. Heck, they're different state to state. I was know? about to say, they're probably, their age of consent laws is probably 16, like here in Alabama. Yeah, right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so maybe you could just, I, I know ignorance is not a defense of the law or whatever, but maybe you could just say there's some sort of cultural barrier you didn't understand or well, something like that. Well, you know like what? That. While we're on the subject, why why is the age of consent 16 in Alabama and, you know, 18 yeah. in California? Why is it not the same everywhere? You see what I'm yeah. saying? Like, at what point? And I guess it gets kind of tricky because some people are going to be more mature than others. So maybe right. you maybe you could kind of consider someone an adult at you know this age, and then you take somebody like me who wasn't an adult till they were probably I don't know twenty eight. Yeah, <laughs> same here. Saying yeah. So, but I don't know. I mean, I think you know, our, man. I tell you what, age of consent laws they're they're messed up. We need to get those fixed. Yeah, yeah. I would like to see that standardized. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I mean, you can't you can't vote until you're 18. We don't legally think you can vote until you're 18. But in Alabama, if you're 16, you can decide what to do with your own body. I don't know how all that works. That's for somebody way above my pay grade. But oh, and you can't even you can die for your country at 18, but you can't drink a beer legally until you're 21. Right. It's all crazy. And in Alabama, you can't buy cigarettes until you're 19, which is even weirder. I don't know, man. This, I don't know why, how we've decided the legal limit or legal age for all this stuff. But, yeah, I maybe need to uniform up the age of consent right. nationwide or something. Yeah. Maybe that should, that should be taken up federally. 
<laughs> All right, before I tick off too many of our listeners, uh, <laughs> let me back up and say, if your name is Deidre Long, you're probably not listening anyway, but at this point, no, you, right. you definitely want to check out, because, you know, we said... We said we wouldn't do any poo stories, but what we meant when we said we wouldn't do any is we wouldn't do many of them. <laughs> yeah, right. I feel like she just misunderstood us. <laughs> yes. But our next story is baby poo prebiotic cocktail could help fight disease, say scientists. Um, <laughs> they're talking about making prebiotics from uh, infant feces. That's what this article is about here, John. Okay. All right. It says here, baby poo contains probiotics that could boost gut health and combat a variety of diseases, scientists have said. A prebiotic cocktail made from gut bacteria strains found in baby feces, which could improve overall health and help weight loss, was developed at Wake Forest School of Medicine in North Carolina. Aren't they the demon deacons? Yeah, they yeah. are. Witchcraft. <laughs> Witchcraft. Is what this is. <laughs> uh, babies are usually pretty healthy and clearly do not suffer from age-related diseases such as diabetes and cancer. And, of course, their poop is readily available, <laughs> especially at my house. <laughs> uh, the healthy, <laughs> yes, true. The healthy pro- probiotic cocktail was created using the dirty diapers of 34 infants. Man, I'm so glad I'm not interning. Yeah, that's a tough job <laughs> right there. Uh, it boosted the short-chain fatty acids in the gut bacteria of mice during experiments. Poor mice. Making oh, them yeah. more resistant to illness that attack the immune system. The U.S. team said that baby feces may be the key to fighting various diseases. People who suffer from bloating or poor digestion have often been advised to eat fermented foods containing probiotics, including yep. yogurt and sauerkraut. I've always been a bigger fan of the yogurt <laughs> on, that, frozen on that scale. Yogurt. <laughs> yeah. Frozen yogurt. Frozen yogurt, exactly. I don't even like real yogurt. Frozen yogurt is the only yogurt that will enter my body. Probiotics are live bacteria, and yeast are often described as good or friendly bacteria. While probiotics are thought to help restore natural balance of bacteria, there is little evidence to support the many health claims made about them. Uh, for instance, there has been a lack of evidence of the effectiveness of probiotics for relieving symptoms of Crohn's disease. However, <laughs> scientists say that they are excited about the new development. People with diabetes, obesity, autoimmune disorders, and cancers frequently have uh, fewer short-chain fatty acids. Dr. Yadav continued, increasing them may be helpful in maintaining or even restoring a normal gut environment and hopefully improving health. Dr. Yadav's study, published in Scientific Reports, is the latest discovery made about the gut's impact on overall health. Not only does gut bacteria maintain a balanced immune system, there is growing awareness of the potential for gut microbiota modulating brain chemistry and behavior affecting mood. Gut health can also influence autoimmune diseases, our sleep cycle, and hormones. So, John, are you ready for a uh, a baby poop probiotic that you take every day? <laughs> mm, this could be a hard pass. <laughs> yeah. You just rather so. be sick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking that thing's going to do a number on your breath, probably. <laughs> well, I w- I'm sure it would probably be in pill form, but yeah. still, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just something about it, you know. Yeah, no, but I I don't know. Like, what if, how do you get in? Like, you may have a cash cow, you know, with your boy there 
with all that baby poop. You just need to figure <laughs> out how to sell it to these people. You know? Yeah. Do, you I, know, I'm a, do I just start saving his diapers and then... I guess so. And then, you know, send him an email, ask him where I send them? Yeah. Like, just where do I mail these? Or maybe <laughs> I just start mailing them to Wake Forest. Yeah, just let's <laughs> do just, that. Just write science department. Yes. Or med- right. or should I write medicine. Yeah, I would I would put medicine. And then just, so just probably gonna have to <laughs> you have to put it in a biohazard box, I'm sure, or something <laughs> like that. You can't I just write biohazard on the side and yeah. have my eight year old draw the little symbol, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's wild. I mean, I, science is amazing, I guess. I mean, uh, one time science thought that putting leeches on us would cure all kind of diseases. So <laughs> it's, I'm it's, a little skeptical. Now it's medicine or medicine harvested from baby poop. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if it works, it works, I guess. I don't know that I'm going to be signing up to get in any of trial studies with it or anything like that. Well, what's crazy is, and, and you know, <laughs> again, for you know, for those who, who may not appreciate this kind of talk, but this is legitimate science that we're discussing here. That we're not right. Just, oh yeah, yeah. This is like this for is, real. This isn't a poop story. It's a science story. <laughs> yes, but you know, there's a there's fecal transplants now. Have you ever? You know what that is? Have you ever Googled that? No, no, I haven't. It is a legitimate. <laughs> and why thing. are you actually? Well, because my fecal. grandma actually had to have one. Isn't that disgusting? Okay. No, that's not disgusting. It's it is. It is I disgusting. <laughs> Hold on. I'm Googling it right now. Like, well, I don't know. That's, Apparently, that's, they, they take a whole bunch of uh, biological material, fecal material, mm-hmm. from a donor, and they'll actually go and they'll put it in somebody else's intestines, and the, uh, like the, you know, the the bacteria or whatever will, you know, mix and it does something to, you know, your, uh, what your microbiome. It's supposed to yeah. like, fix your microbiome and make things better, but it's, it is a thing. Wow. Huh. Yeah. I feel like I could be a donor in that. <laughs> yeah. Saving lives, John. That's what you're, that's what exactly. you're doing. <laughs> I'm just looking to help people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is, a scout is helpful. So and get up with me. Druid City Hospital. <laughs> Let me know what I need to do. All right. Let me know what I need to do, do. <laughs> well, let's talk about our sponsor, Cajun Curl. Yes. You guys have heard us talk about Cajun Curl. You know, Cajun Curl, really what's that? Oh, well, it's a world-famous Bayou Blended Spice. Uh, you can check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order their spice there, but they also have a chip cutter for potatoes. Um, it's, it was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, baby poop probiotics and anything else you can think of putting it on the spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing it's easy to use it's easy to clean and it'll allow you to make your own chips using the cajun curl spice imagine showing up to your tailgate this year 
This is football season. It's here. I mean, football is next back. weekend. Next weekend uh, starts. Bama plays next weekend, but actually, I think Hawaii's playing somebody tonight as we're doing this on Saturday night. So, Dang. Um, so it's going for all of our Hawaii. <laughs> we gotta listeners. wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, for all of our Hawaii listeners, we're big with the Polynesian people. Uh, next tailgate next week, you know, let's get you some homemade chips out there. There, nobody else is going to have those at the tailgate. Uh, and let me tell you, when you put that Cajun curl spice on those chips, it'll blow your mind. It will really like change your life, and your football team will begin winning too. <laughs> um, that's, I think, that's a guarantee. Uh, <laughs> on the website cajuncurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice, uh, but and the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter, but you also find recipes that you can use when you cook. They have all kind of great recipes there. You can locate your nearest retailer or you can order your own. Now, locally, for our local listeners, it's available for sale at Vowels on Skyland Boulevard and South's Finest Meats. Um, if your local grocer doesn't carry World Famous Cajun Curl, Bayou Blended Spices, ask them to start stocking. Uh, all their products are made in the USA. Um, and it's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. Uh, world famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. We thank them for all they've done for us. Uh, they're great. And let me tell you, we had a whole taste test thing. That's commercials, I guess, at some point. We'll hit the <laughs> air. It's and, on uh, film somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's on film somewhere. Me and Tiny just eating. We ate so much stuff, and every bit of it was great. So yes. check it out, guys, and, and thanks to uh, everybody with the Cajun Curl team for all they do. You're the man, Squirrel. Yeah, Squirrel's the man, for sure. <laughs> Always has been. Solid dude. Well, for community news, we uh, we really, we, we've got a voicemail, but seeing as that we're not face-to-face, we're not in the same room. Yeah. We're going to uh, save that. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and save that for next weekend because there's no way for us to, you know, it would sound like horrible for me to, you know, hold it up to the microphone and so that me and John could both hear it. So we're just going to save that. Uh, do we have anything else to talk about? or? Uh, well, you know, there's some stories in the Facebook group we can touch on. I'll just let me just read a few headlines. This is what's going on in the Facebook group. Everybody should join. Yeah, we'll the use Facebook we'll group. use our community news segment as a, a chance to plug our Facebook community. <laughs> That's right, exactly. We have a uh, story here from your brother that says, uh, "No, you can't drink the mystery liquid from the two thousand year old sarcophagus." So oh. uh, this is a story we covered a few episodes back. Can't really drink that anymore. I will we say have, that. Mr. Johnny Irons, he he read that article and he was quick to point out that if that's a clickbait article, uh, that yes, you can't drink it, but they're saying that you can't drink it because they don't know what it is yet. So it uh, there's like not so really any So once they figure it out, <laughs> I, once, once they, they figure <laughs> out, it's like Red Bull and Four Loco. <laughs> <laughs> once they confirm it's Red Bull, Four Loco, and the <laughs> you know the gastric juices oh. of. 2,000-year-old dead people. <laughs> Maybe then they'll let us drink it. Let's, let's see. We have another one. North Carolina town names Bigfoot as its official animal, So, uh, which really disappointed we didn't do that here. <laughs> yes. Uh, Is the Loch Ness Monster still up for grabs? <laughs> that's right. Maybe we can get it. 
Yeah. Uh, Ryanair flight kicks off disruptive passenger dressed as Tinkerbell. So Tinkerbell's causing some problems in there. Uh, and a UFO, uh, UFO speculation surges after North Carolina vet lake video goes viral. So, but then you know what? Say you know what the biggest thing going on in our Facebook group is was oh, I do. I don't want to say pizza. It. It's the yeah. it's, it's the most yeah. controversial thing on the internet. Apparently, yeah, I really it is. People, let me just say. The pineapple on pizza fans are <laughs> yes. relentless. I they mean, are. they and they're kind of like, like the modern day evangelical atheist. You know, they're not yeah, satisfied right. enough liking it themselves. They're going to make you like it too, right? And they want to know why <laughs> you don't like it. Yes. You know, it's just not enough that you're just like, hey, this is not to my taste and everything. But you know, I I don't even care about it <laughs> enough. But I've, I'm in a position now where I have to defend the honor of pizza purist everywhere. And, uh, I mean, that's the banner I'm willing to carry for all of us normal people in the world mm-hmm. uh, who just enjoy pizza as God intended it, you know, which <laughs> is like you get at any pizza joint in America that's not weird and puts pineapples on it. So, um, but yeah, there is an ongoing debate. So if you're not a part of the Facebook group, you should join it. See what's going on in there. You can interact with us. You can interact with everybody. Lots of fun and sometimes weird comments on our stories. And before we drop um, the uh, the topic too quick, I would like to just share a quick story. Where uh, we, oh yeah, we got some pizza last Thursday, and we've been hearing all this about pineapple on pizza. And mm-hmm. I yeah, I started thinking to myself, well, you know, we got a pretty smart audience, and you know, they're not idiots. And apparently a lot of them really like pineapple on the pizza. So, you know, I, I tried pineapple on the pizza one time before, like 10 years ago when this first became a thing, yeah. you know, and I thought to myself, I, I tried it then and I didn't like it. And I've hated it ever since then. But, you know, with all these people in our Facebook group talking about how great it is, I thought, you know, maybe, maybe I was too quick to judge pineapple on pizza, even though I had tried it and we, uh, we got a pizza and, it was uh, ham and pineapple, and I decided I was going to give it a second shot. And we got home. The The pizza had just come out of the oven. I mean, it was hot. It was steaming. We got double cheese. And uh, I, I get a piece of this pizza, and I put it on my plate, John. And I mm-hmm. don't want to put you in a, in a tough position, but uh, I took that slice of pizza, and I raised it to my lips. And I bit in to a piece of big, sweet, juicy pineapple right there. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, John, it was terrible. It was okay. awful. It was the worst right. thing ever. Why did Ooh, I let our man. audience talk me into eating it again? <laughs> I am ashamed of myself. I'm mad at them. How dare they? They all should know that I'm a little bit naive sometimes. I'm a little bit gullible. You took advantage of a naive person making me think that it was something (laughs) I hate, that I knew I hated, that I had tried before in the past. I knew I didn't like it. Y'all somehow tricked me into trying it again. You should be ashamed of yourselves. How dare you? And 
This is well, what it, this is what, what Trump's was, talking Tiny. about trying to make a make America yeah. great again. He is going to mm-hmm. do away with pineapple on the pizza <laughs> once and for all. And I was nice before. I was like, hey, if y'all like it, y'all can like it. I don't feel like that anymore. Now I want to put an end to it because this is going to be for the the betterment of humanity if we do away with that. So everyone out there who likes pineapple on the pizza, I'm sorry, you're wrong. And I don't forgive you because it's a horrible thing. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Well, I say, Tiny, now I know that you are very susceptible to peer pressure. You know? Yes. So I feel like I can talk you into a lot of bad decisions here <laughs> in the upcoming months. But uh, I'm susceptible yeah. to peer pressure from robots. So that's <laughs> true. That's true. That's a little story from last week. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get the just uh, fervent uh, passion that is there for the pineapple on pizza. Right here I, on the Facebook group, I'm looking at a picture of Josh Rogers' pineapple on pizza. That's right. And I tell you and what, I, if you look in the lower left-hand corner, uh, if you kind of squint your eyes and turn your head to the side, you can see uh, uh, the face of Satan right there in the pizza. <laughs> you know, If that's not a dead giveaway, I don't know what is. I mean... To me, and that was really surprising. I didn't know Josh had liked it. He probably told me before, and I just forgot because <laughs> I killed a lot of brain cells in my 20s. Uh, but I was very surprised. It was, like, shocking, really, because he's a good, fat county boy. You know, I figured he would, he would be, like, a, you know, a purist like us, but apparently well, he's not. Well, you know, he's he likes to dabble in some, you know, other stuff, you know. he Mm-hmm. He likes to go to the salon, and he likes to... True. He likes to... True. Well, his wife's a hairdresser, so <laughs> yes. he kind of has... Or a cosmetologist, I think, is probably the proper nomenclature. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but anyways, I, I, that was very <laughs> shocking. And then it sparked a whole debate of why didn't y'all go to Marco's, where Tom's kid works, so, you know. <laughs> then he kind of got in a little trouble, so whatever. Yeah. And, uh, that's what he gets for liking pineapple on pizza. You remember I'm on vacation this week. That's right. And today I went to Walmart to get an umbrella. I was, you know, standing in line to get a, uh, an umbrella. I was getting some bathroom spray <laughs> and I was getting <laughs> some batteries for the, uh, the Zoom H6 that we record on because it needed new batteries. Yeah. And, there was a couple, you know how Walmart is. When you go to Walmart, you're going to stand in line, you know, nine times right. out of ten. That's just how it is. But there that's was a true. couple that was standing in line, and they said, they're like, hey, you know, is that all you got? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, hey, you go ahead and skip ahead of us. And I was oh, like, oh, awesome. thank you so much. So, you know, I was I was getting, I was in line. They asked me where I was from, and I told them I was from Tuscaloosa. They said, oh, man, well, I'm, gl- I'm glad that you told us that after we let you break in line because we may not have done it otherwise. <laughs> Yeah, but it it turns out that uh, they were Auburn fans, but they were super nice. So I'm just going to put this out there: not all Auburn fans are blood sucking vampires, <laughs> you know, here to <laughs> ruin your day. That's right. And I am yes. I'm very thankful that they let me cut ahead. And I also told them that I do a podcast, and I told them I was going to shout them out on the podcast. So awesome! You know, I should have got their name. <laughs> I didn't get their <laughs> name. Was- because that would have been good. <laughs> but they said they were going to listen. So uh, All right. if the uh, the nice couple at the Gulf Shores Walmart Supercenter does happen to listen to this, you can uh, call our number, uh, send us an email, and, uh, you know, right. again, thank you so much. We'll, ex- 
Tiny will include your name next time if you just call and let us know what it is. <laughs> yes. And hey, look, I feel like the Alabama and Auburn thing, you know, for the most part, everyone involved, especially the people who went to school at both places, are pretty normal and reasonable. It's <laughs> right. just like that. The whole fringe group is, they're just nuts, and it makes all of us look nuts, and that's just the way it is, you know. I enjoy a good heated rivalry, but... I told them standing in line. I I have no hate for anyone who roots for a football team, you know. I just can't muster (laughs) up that much. and Maybe that makes me a bad Alabama fan, but (laughs) I just can't do it, you know. I just can't. It's not in my DNA, you know. I want to beat you every time we play. But I, you know, I don't care what you do I'm not for the hate rest you as a of your person. season. Yeah, and definitely not hate you as a person. Yeah, a lot of my kin folks went to Auburn. All of my friends went to Auburn. You know, now, I John, can't help but John, you're being way too reasonable here. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, I am. I'm a pretty reasonable guy. So, yeah, maybe did, I'm not I, the best. I did tell him standing in line. I said uh, I would just like to apologize on behalf of Bama Nation for uh, Harvey Updike poisoning yeah. those trees. He shouldn't have <laughs> done you. that. No, that was over the line. Over yes. the line. That I dude. would now. I would be a liar if I said I. I never once laughed during that whole fiasco. But he shouldn't have done <laughs> Me it. Me too. <laughs> but no, he should he not have done should. that. Yeah, definitely should not. That's over the line. But uh, if, I mean, I, I know. I I don't, I don't want to say some stuff that might make anybody mad. But yeah, Harvey, definitely. I don't think he's paid y'all back for him either. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be holding my breath for that money for fines or whatever he's supposed to do. Yeah, as he seems pretty defiant about it. <laughs> and you know why he did it? He said that it made him mad because when they played up here, they hung somebody hung a Cam Newton jersey on Bear Bryant's statue, which wasn't it's, even. I mean, somebody basically <laughs> just took a hanger and like, yeah, what did they right. do? Like, they just hung it on there. It wasn't like it was on the statue. To me, I was like, and then he turns around and poisons some trees. I'm like, man, that is like too much overboard. Like, <laughs> those are not equal pranks. You know? Yes. Like, you went way too far with this whole thing, man. You know, like maybe you go down there and hang up, you know, oh, I don't know. Who's the last great basketball player we had? Colin Sexton jersey on uh, the Charles Barkley statue or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Which, I don't know. Colin Sexton just left, so yeah, maybe somebody from back in the day, Rod Grizzard. I don't know. Artists Do they have a whole lot of statues down there at Auburn? Yeah, I think they got a Bowen uh, because you know he won the Heisman. Well, see, Barkley, you, if you want to one up them, you go down there with some crimson paint, some crimson and white paint, and you paint a like an Alabama jersey on the Bo Jackson statue. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> you yeah. know. But hey, it's got to be washable paint, not permanent. Probably won't make it wash off. So make it's got to be watercolor. <laughs> yeah, right. So somebody could just hose yeah. it off, you know. So look for that, Auburn fans, and you know who to find. That would be Tiny <laughs> Sullivan. He's on his way back from the beach, he's going to drive over to Auburn. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm going to peer pressure you into it. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're going to need a whole army of robots to talk me into that. After what they did to Harvey, no, I'm not getting involved in that. I got a family. (laughs) You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us on 
Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Overcast, Acast, Podcast Republic, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. We thank think? you so much. That's right. Make sure you check us out on Twitter. Our handle there is at underscore Earth Oddity. Also on Instagram. Same thing. Same thing. Uh, same thing. And join our Facebook group. It's really fun in there unless you like normal pizza. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you enjoy getting 37 notifications that are only pineapple on pizza every day of the week, then <laughs> this is the Facebook group for you. Yes. I'll say that much. <laughs> and we also have a phone number now. What's that phone number? Oh, now? that's right. It's 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. Call now. Limits of time offer and leave us a voicemail about and, anything. Yeah, and we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, love you guys. Earth Oddity for the Fringe and the Radio Network signing out. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.